Bestowed with the powers of the gods, Billy Batson, once again played by Zachary Levi, and his fellow foster siblings are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their adult superhero alter egos. When a vengeful trio of ancient gods, the Daughters of Atlas, arrives on Earth in search of the magic stolen from them long ago, Shazam and his allies get thrust into a battle for their superpowers, their lives, and the fate of the world. There's been a lot of shakeups with DC the last several months with the formation of DC Studios with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and then of course this late reveal for Chapter 1 of the DCU Gods and Monsters. Of those gods announced, none of them were Shazam 3, which left a lot of DC fans wondering if they should even give the film a chance if it doesn't impact the future of the DCU. Despite this, there was still a good amount of DC fans that were excited for the film, and since the reviews have been released online, we have seen more and more divisive reviews with critics. With that being said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this movie in the comments below. Was it everything you were hoping for? Whatever you think, just try to keep it friendly with each other. If you're interested in more DC content, then please consider subscribing to the channel, because that's one of our favorite topics to discuss. With that down, let's get into it. Right off the bat, I really enjoyed this movie. I think in some ways it's even better than the first, which is probably in my top three DCEU movies. A lot of the things you have heard are true. The action pieces are bigger, there's more laughs, bigger villains with more abilities, conflicting motivations, and although suffers from a somewhat predictable plot overall, still delivers a few really surprising turns along the way. My biggest concern going into the movie was that it was like Thor Love and Thunder or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which all film is subjective, but in one way or another were films that left me disappointed due to what I felt was a over-reliance on humor, humor that often didn't land as much as it did, and thin plots with basic motivations and some questionable CGI. Although this film does have a noticeable increase in humor from its predecessor, which was strongly felt in the middle of the movie for me, it never crossed the line into being ridiculous or a chore to watch for me. Because that's what this franchise is. It's always been about kids getting the powers of the gods and having to take on overly serious villains also with the powers of the gods. That being said, with all these godlike beings on screen, I can confidently say they were all utilized well and were all important to have in the movie overall. Out of all the foster children, Freddy really steals the show. Adam Brody gets a few times to shine in the transformed adult version of Freddy and seems like he really is comfortable in this role. Also, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like he grew his hair out or styled it slightly different, but I've always thought that they did a great job with his casting and thought he and Jack Dylan Grazer actually share a good amount of likeness with one another. Jack Dylan Grazer as the kid version of Freddie Freeman really gets the spotlight in comparison to his counterpart. Oftentimes, he was more likable in the first movie than even Billy, and in this one, his lovability hasn't missed a beat. With great comedic timing and some strong emotional acting as well, it makes me really excited to see the future of this kid's career, even if we don't get to see him continue in this particular role. Freddy really represents what Billy hasn't had in his entire life, a stable, present, and consistent loved one. And as all the kids are getting older, they want their own identity and are finding their own individuality and makes Billy feel uneasy about his own future and his future relationships with his foster siblings. That, I thought, was portrayed very well. 
The chemistry between all of these characters truly have not missed a beat, and all the characters get their own time to shine. Darla is as sweet, innocent, and as fast as she was in the first film, with a couple of different sequences where she gets to display these gifts. Eugene and Pedro have the least to do, I'd say, but still have a few different scenes to display their powers, comedic timing, as well as their overall charm. While they do have some small additions to flesh out their characters out of all the family, I'd say they ever so slightly have the less impactful moments. Mary, being the oldest and the most mature, also oftentimes is the wisest of the group and sometimes can even act as a comfort figure for Billy. She's usually the most level-headed out of the bunch who also really knows how to break down how the others are feeling. Again, the chemistry and the familial connection between Mary and Billy, especially, I thought was strong in this one. Both have gotten a little older, and although Billy hasn't done a whole lot of maturing, he knows he's going to have to pretty soon. And oftentimes, Mary is the one that nudges him in that right direction, serving as that older sister role. The movie does a great job of reminding you about all their different personality quirks and emotional ties without having to rely on the first movie or take any unnecessary departures from the main plot. There aren't any conflicting storylines or useless side quests. If anything, the movie breaks the team up naturally by showing how they've slightly grown apart since the first film as they are all coming of age. It was nice to have the wizard in there, and although at times felt slightly out of character, it was nice to see him get something to do and deliver some pretty good comedic chops as well. Zachary Levi kills it. Yes, at times he does seem a tad younger in maturity level than his Asher Angel counterpart, but one could easily sum it up to the fact that he probably feels just incredible to be in that form and have literally the powers of the gods running through your veins, while also turning the Rock of Eternity into kind of a video game common area for the siblings to hang out, having their super secret meetings, and overall having a ton of fun. Along the way, though, Billy struggles to hold the family together as everybody's wanting to go their separate paths and is growing up, and the way the, they play off that and the way they play off Billy's desperation to keep his newfound family together I thought was beautiful. The action set pieces were engaging, felt bigger than the first with not just the budget, but the overall stakes. I never felt like the planet was going to explode by any means, and I'm not sure if it was simply because there were three sisters as opposed to one Dr. Savannah, but the villains just seemed like they meant business in this movie. It felt like they truly could and would destroy everything to get what they want. Out of all three sisters, easily the one that steals the show is Rachel Zegler's Anthea. Her powers were super interesting in the way they kind of bent and shifted reality to her will. It looked like it was out of a Doctor Strange movie at times, and it made me really want to see her go up against Doctor Fate. Anne is definitely not only the standout performance from the sisters, but also feels the standout character in the fact that she has the most to do. It feels like she has the most screen time, and I found her genuinely likable and charming. There's a magic pen in the movie, which I think is great. And not going to lie, there are a lot of magic-based inserted creatures during a sequence of the movie, which might feel out of place in a DCEU movie, or might even feel like a generic superhero third-act CGI fest, but I thought it was really well handled. Some of the magic-based creatures and objects really reminded me of Harry Potter in a lot of ways, which as a non-huge Potterhead myself was actually a welcome addition. 
Now, not everything is perfect. There is a lot of humor in this movie, and I mean a lot. If you take a look at the first film, I think there are increments of time where this almost borders the self-parody realm without ever fully crossing that line. Even when Billy is fighting a dragon or we see other creatures, which is something that was a nice surprise. I never felt like it went too far in the sequel to a movie about a kid with powers from the gods fighting a one-eyed evil doctor and seven deadly sins. Nothing in this movie felt like a tonal shift or a departure from what they had set up in the previous film. Shazam is still Shazam. But if you feel like they took it too far in the first film, you will definitely feel it in Fury of the Gods. It should also be noted that I am quite picky and a bit of a tough sell when it comes to humor in comic book movies or just humor in movies in general. I love laughing, don't get me wrong, I'm just a bit of a stickler. At times when done right, it can be a surprising breath of fresh air, a semi-palate cleanser if you will, and a nice relief of tension during big action set pieces when things might be getting overly chaotic and loud. When done wrong, whether it's poor timing, an overabundance of jokes, or simply jokes that don't land for me, it can take all the build of hype and tension of the scene and really let the air out of the room and therefore my investment. One out of my two biggest complaints was in the middle of this movie, I felt like there were sequences just starting to pile one after another where there was nothing going on but action and one-liners with most of the one-liners making me laugh, but not all. Then it would get to the next scene and the next with more action, more jokes, more action, more jokes. And for about five to 10 minutes, I started to grow a little numb to it. Now, it wasn't like I was seeing a dumpster fire unfold before my eyes with nothing but schlocky CGI and terribly written jokes. Most of the jokes were actually quite good, and the action was really good. But when placed one after another after another and not giving any time to breathe, time to slow things down, it just started to feel a little loud and just ever so slightly starts to border on chaotic. Now, like I said before, the movie does have quiet moments. It does have emotional moments, some that I thought were even more effective than the first film. I thought the placement of said scenes were perfect. I just wish there were a couple more of them. This movie can be silly. So could the first. But when it's going for your emotional heartstrings, it really sinks its teeth into it. And the joking goes to the back burner. And to me, not only feels refreshing and a relief from the jokes and the action, but gives the movie a quiet moment to remind the audience what made them fall in love with the characters in the first place and why I actually cared. Now, I said the placement of these scenes were perfect, but I do wish there were a couple more of them because it does feel like there were good stretches of time in between those moments. But when the family is together, it truly feels like family who loves each other and wants to be together and just wants Billy to really open his heart to them completely the way his foster parents have with him. Now, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, although are tremendous actresses in their own right, I did find their characters to be kind of the weakest of the bunch. Not necessarily weak, but they are predictable in some of their actions or motivations. But that doesn't mean there aren't a few different really good surprises from them. 
I really wish we could have gotten to see more from their pain, more of the emotional side of them losing their father, and we really would have felt their motivation as opposed to just them telling it to us. But there still are a few different good surprises from them. They held up their side of the action. Great. I never once doubted Helen Mirren was throwing Zach Levi around. Out of all of the DCEU villains, they aren't the standouts of the cinematic universe by any means, but they didn't detract from the film either. Definitely felt one note throughout the movie, but there are still some good moments and some good surprises throughout. Now this movie is bigger in every way, whether it's the action, the villains are stronger, the suits are upgraded, the score is more epic, the budget is bigger, but the CGI is interesting. I didn't love the special effects on the seven deadly sins of the first film, and some of the flying scenes looked a tiny bit off, but due to its being a smaller budget, I gave it a pass, and though it actually utilized the effects and budget really well, I would say the same thing about this one. Going into the film, I heard the CGI was just god-awful, and with the amount of creatures and dragons and big moments throughout the film, I'd say I noticed bad CGI maybe only a handful of times throughout where it was noticeable. It wasn't even someone flying or crashing through a building or the dragon spitting fire. It was something small, like when a character stops flying. Small transition scenes like that looked a little off a couple times here and there, and the creatures in this movie aren't revolutionary with their effects by any means, but it's still not a major complaint. Everyone and their dog has heard about it at this point. They put it in the marketing themselves, but yes, Wonder Woman is in the movie. If we find out shortly after this that Gal Gadot won't be returning in the DCU as Wonder Woman, I will be very disappointed, and more so after watching this film. This is the first time we get to really see Captain Marvel interact with another hero in the DCEU and not have their face hidden. She has lines, and hell, she actually has something quite significant to do in this movie. And yes, I would love to see more of Billy trying to flirt his way into a date with a god. Overall, I had a great time watching this movie, and if I had to give it a thumbs up or down, I'd give it a thumbs up. If you were a fan of the first Shazam movie and you liked Zachary Levi in the role as well as the rest of the supporting cast, then I don't think you'll be too disappointed either. With a fast pace, some solid action, some upgraded suits, CGI and score, overall a bigger threat, Shazam Fury of the Gods delivers the laughs, charm, heart, and action and although at times is a little loud with the action and the humor the quiet heartfelt scenes really help pull the film together and without those would have suffered when it's trying to be funny it mostly delivers when it's in your face it's really in your face when it's quiet and beautiful the couple times it happens it soars high and billy in the third act really gets to show when things get serious he's able to carry his family on his shoulders and be the hero. Remember, these are just my thoughts, and I'd love to hear what you thought of the movie, whether you liked it or you did not. Just try to keep it friendly with each other. Also, next week, we'll be putting out our ranking of the DCEU films, or if you are interested in that, then please check it out. We'll also be doing a Scream ranking with the newest film in theaters. We talk DCU news, Marvel, horror, and every Wednesday, me and my wife Eleanor sit down and talk about our favorite news of the week, on the Speed Force Media Podcast, and we'd love to have you there with us. My name is Derek. Thanks for watching. Peace.